Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now. Hi everyone and welcome to another Raw Attraction Magazine podcast. Today we've got Jeffrey Platts on the show live from LA. How you doing, Jeff? What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm great. It's great to have Thanks you. Thanks for on. having me on, man. I'm actually in San Diego now. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, my memory is. <laughs> I kind of think LA and San Diego are the same thing. That's how I, I they, Europeans... they they are in many ways, right? They're, there's like that duality of they're very similar and they're also yeah worlds apart in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah, just moved to San Diego and loving it. Yeah, here with my lady now, and yeah, feels great. Yeah, I I've known Jeff online for a while, and we met briefly when I was over in California last year uh, when yeah. we were filming for the University of Love and Sexuality with. Jeffrey's partner Vanessa Petronelli. You may know her if you've listened to her podcast or seen any of the videos. But today it's all about Jeffrey and his work. So let's start off, Jeffrey, with a brief introduction of what you are doing in the world. And and yeah, if you tell everyone what you're doing, that'd be great. Yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, so I for the past seven years I've been working with with men working with guys actually started off working with both men and women, but I focused exclusively working with guys over the past five years, let's say, and, um, basically helping transform their relationships with, with themselves and with women. So a lot of the, most of the guys come with, come to me wanting struggling, you know, like I'm a, I know I'm a good guy. I, I, I just can't manage to meet the right women or, or keep the women in my life when I do meet a good woman. And so it's a lot of just work with on, on, on the emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, you know, basically take a look at what, what in them and what in their life might be getting in the way of them really being the kind of man that, that is attractive to the kind of woman that they want to be with. Um, and also what maybe habits, behaviors and skills that they may be having or what skills might they be lacking that might be getting in the way of that. And so it's really a, a, a lot of it's a deep dive a lot of times to just really them, a lot of it's shedding. So it's a process of shedding, getting rid of things as well as adding on to, you know, the skills and, and, and habits and mindsets that are going to really create the, the life and the relationships that they really want. Nice. What made you go down this path in life? Yeah. So I've been into personal growth for over, over, you know, when I was 17, so I'm 40 now, so it's about 23 years now. Um, started with a, you know, Tony Robbins book back in high school. It was sitting on the, uh, on the coffee table there. My parents had gotten it, and I hadn't read it, and I picked it up. And uh, that kind of just really set me on, a, on, a, on this path of just really becoming a personal growth junkie and, and looking at all the different ways that we could uh, – that we can change ourselves and change our lives and have an impact in a positive way that who we are and the habits and experiences that we've created for ourselves don't have to remain that way, that we always have a power of choice and a power of action to, to do something different. And so it kind of started with just a general personal growth interest for me. Then it kind of dabbled more into spirituality. And then I would say about halfway through, through my, through my journey, I started getting curious around relationships and primarily for my own, my own, um, 
desire and, and want to, to, to get better at connecting with women, right? A lot of it started with the, the PUA stuff, the pickup artist, you know, after reading the game. And I was actually into that stuff even before the game came out. So it was kind of like uh, the game kind of helped make it more mainstream, right? And for better or for worse. And at the same time, really not feeling connected to the overall kind of like messages that were implicit in it at the time. I think it's evolved since then perhaps to, to be more holistic and more um, not as misogynist, if you will. Um, whereas at the time it definitely felt very heavily focused on at least the way I experienced it and practiced it was very focused on getting validation from women, like viewing women as this like prize to get as this, you know, Holy grail of like, Oh, how many numbers can you get? Or how many women can you sleep with? How many, um, you know, those kinds of things. And it didn't really feel good. It also was very influenced on heavy on, you know, peacocking and being trying to emulate this like stereotypical alpha male, um, you know, going to the bars, you know, six times a day, a week, you know, six nights a week, you're out there and like going after, you know, your sergeant or whatever you, the word was. Yeah. Sergeant, I think where you just go up and just talk to women, talk to women, talk to women, talk to women, very methodical, very robotic. Um, and doesn't really didn't never really fit my myself who I am right and so then I started to come across other other kinds of of work um, specifically you know David Data and, and Robert Glover and the Authentic Man program and different things that felt better to me and really kind of yeah I don't really need to do all these jump through all these hoops um, to to meet women and to have a relationship which has my always been my ultimate goal like I just want at the end of the day like. I want to be in a relationship with one woman, an amazing woman. And that's, that's really what matters to me most. And, you know, yeah, you know, dating and, and, and being a Casanova and being a ladies man is always nice. Right. But if for me, it's not really fulfilling and, and it's not to knock any particular goal or lifestyle. It's just like, Hey, let's focus on what I want. And, and I try to help guys get what they want. And so it's not about judging one thing over the other. And it's like, let's not, use a hammer when we need a screwdriver, right? Let's, let's, let's do what yeah. works best to get the result we want. Um, yeah, I, I was in a similar, I think I've gone down a similar path as well. I, when, uh, I think maybe five, six years ago now, I, I found out one of my friends, he, I met him in Covent Garden in London, and he, he said, like, hold my jacket a minute. And then he went over and just started speaking to a girl on the street, and I was like, what the hell? And uh -huh. he was... He just came back, had her phone number, and I was like, okay, something new here. And um, I started learning about attraction through meeting women during the day, like stuff yeah. at coffee shops or literally on the street in Oxford Street. And then, yeah, you that is actually a useful skill sometimes. Um, oh, but, totally. I think the I think the social like the 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 the, the social confidence and the skills that come from that. Yeah. Are, 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 are totally valuable and, 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 and yeah, that's definitely a benefit to all this work. It's just more, I think the context through which you come from matters, right? And yeah. also the impact, right? Like of, you know, am I really having fun or am I feeling, am I doing this because I feel like I should or because I want to impress my buddies? Yeah. Right? Which part of it was that for me. But um, my question to you now is where, where do you think, uh, or what do you think is happening with the, let's say, the evolution of uh, attraction from the male side that you were you were giving to men now of like how to attract that woman 
Cause surely, yeah. surely you're not telling them to go to bars and stuff that much. Um, not really, no, not at all, actually. I, part of my, my philosophy is that, like, you don't need to go to a bar or club ever for the rest of your life. Unless you, unless you actually enjoy them and get and you get nourishment from going to a bar or to a club as, as, at, a, at a core level, cool, rock it, keep doing it. But if you're like me, I get really drained. You know, I'm kind of, I kind of lean more towards the introvert scale sometimes, and I get drained. And I'm like, it's not really fun for me. So, and so, 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 for as far as like attraction and whatnot, I, I, I view it as it's, it's a, it's a really the core thing around it for me is like an, is integrity, and alignment with yourself. And I think the the most attractive thing for anything, man or woman is the more unapologetically themselves they can be, the better. And that's good. that's really what's attractive to people, is that they are in alignment with who they are. And yeah, there's definitely, you know, ways of being, you know, as a man to, yeah, to be confident, the way you hold yourself, the posture you carry yourself. Um, you know, are you living a life that you're inspired by on your own? Do you have a sense of purpose and fulfillment in, in, in what you do for a living? Um, do you have, you know, there's, there's things like that that are more just overall, you know, basic foundations to have as a man, I think, um, that will, that definitely make you more attractive. And I think a lot of it is really, you know, like I say this a lot of times, you know, there's, there's, if you look at what is quintessentially a masculine guy or who's a manly guy or who is, do people kind of look up to, and you could go all the way from, you know, a guy like the rock right? There's, there's Tom Brady, there's, um, uh, Russell Brand, you know, there's, you know, Barack Obama, there's, there's, there's all these different models of masculinity, but you could, you know, in a lot of ways where they overlap, you can see the themes. You can also see where they're very different and almost polar opposite in who they are and how they show up. And I would say each of them is valid or the reason why they even stand up on stand out in people's awareness and why they're on the radar as someone who is, you know, uh, has their masculine essence is because they're in alignment with themselves. They're in integrity with who they are and they just show up as themselves. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that is more like, so my focus with guys is more getting into alignment with who they are more than let's, let's look at the archetype and let's have you look and act like the guys from the movie 300. You know what I mean? Like, like we could throw that out there as an archetype, which we can learn from and extract from for sure. But then it becomes another cookie cutter mold. That we yeah. fit into, which uh, I don't think that does us a, a, a disservice. You know, there's that movie that uh, documentary that came out. You know, the mask we we live in. I think it was a documentary on Netflix that was about masculinity and, and, and the mask that men have to wear, right? And 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 the the identities that we hold up that we feel we need to live into in order to be accepted by society. So I think there's definitely. So of all the things that I focus on is really helping each guy get into their own version of, of, of who they are as a man. Um, yeah. On that note of like masculine men to look at, and in my life I haven't really found many or any until very recently actually. I very much started watching the videos of Gary Vaynerchuk. And yes. My yeah. God. He's great. Um, <laughs> He uh, he exudes love and an integrity, and his voice in terms of telling people to do what they love and follow their yes. path. And yeah, very, I, I very, honestly very, can't yeah. think of anyone else in the whole 
planet right now, especially someone got a, a big voice, who really is a, a guy that I'm like, oh my god, I will actually need to embody what he's yeah. talking about. It's a big, it's a big uh, platform that he's built for himself, and and it's great. I think you know, I I, I agree. I think he's he has a lot, it, and it's and it's tricky, right, with the cult of personality, hmm. like. Because even though he's literally saying, don't just copy me, don't just do what I do, don't just copy what other people are doing, but then it's it's paradoxically, a lot of people will try to, oh, I got to be loud, I got to use, you know, I got to curse, and I got to like, you know, dress like, it's like, it's like that catch 22 that, oh yeah, you're t you know, it's hard to like, not have people try to emulate somebody like that, right? But there's definitely the traits of which, like you said, like, you know, very in integrity and very love and all this stuff committed um, to legacy like his whole things about how many people is going to turn up at his funeral exactly like, exactly and so like yeah it's, and and he's an example right like if you look at him like if 20 years ago you said okay there's going to be a guy that's coming up in 20 years that's going to be a really savvy marketing guru you know and you probably wouldn't have painted a picture of him oh a guy that's you know new yorker that talks like, uh, you know, swears and, and dresses and t-shirts and sneakers and jeans all the time. Um, you know, you wouldn't have picked him or visualized him most likely. You would have pictured a guy that's like, you know, oh, a guy in a polo shirt with some khakis and, you know, good polished speaker, right? So he's another, just who, in who he is and how he's carved his own path is also, is also an example of, of him just defining who he is. You know, like he's not the typical public speaker that you hire for a keynote. Right, you hire him knowing that he's going to be a little bit eccentric, a little bit different than the norm. Sure. So that's yeah, it's a perfect example. For sure. And I, I think uh, he'll admit to him to everyone, and he has admitted that one of the reasons he stands where he is today is because of his mother and his father. Like he believes mm -hmm. he was perfectly parented, and most of us men, uh, I mean, in some ways we were all perfectly parented in the way that we have to learn had to learn our. Uh, things that we had to learn from our parents, but in other yes. ways, we didn't get the gifts of self-esteem that someone like Gary has. Do you feel like yeah. in your work, you are actually pushing this uh, and giving back to men their self-esteem? Is that quite a lot of your work? I think, yeah, I think like for me, like, you know, it's, it's like, I think it's one, you know, every every man that, uh, and, and I hope that this is the impact that I'm having is like the, every man that show, you know, every man that's, fully owning who they are and expressing then becomes a beacon a roaming beacon if you will like you know so if a client is working with me and they become very very aligned with who they are they access their heart and their the power of their heart the power of their mind the power of their balls you know all of all of they're in alignment with those things and serving the world and serving their family their community then i think that that's 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 all you can ask for right and in they're, and they're inspiring themselves and for me, like my own thing around self-esteem is like really, and I think there's there's a good number of I think of psychologists and and just people and personal growth people that are. For me, the traditional thing of self-esteem has always been like based upon look at what you do in the world that's good and and make a list of those things and pat yourself on the back. Hmm. Look at all the things that you value that that look at all the ways that you're making a positive impact. Look at all the actions you're taking or that you have taken and then use that as a list to feel good about. Whereas I feel that's a trap because there are way, there were definitely when I go th went through my dark struggles, like I wasn't actively doing much, right? I wasn't taking kicking ass and taking names. I wasn't hustling in a Gary Vaynerchuk way. I wasn't really making a big a impact or adding value. So like 
my self-esteem under that model suffered, right? And it's only when I started to shift and be like, you know what? I think it's more about self-value in the way of like my value is independent of the actions of, of that that I take. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, if I haven't really done a quote unquote good deed in 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 a week or two weeks or a year or more. Does that mean I'm worth? So it's almost like there's a trap, right? I'm worth I'm worth less as a person, or my esteem. I don't deserve to have high self esteem because I haven't taken a lot of positive actions in the world. When I think that's that's not it's like apples to oranges. We're not, we shouldn't be talking about that. I think every kid, right? You know, has value. Every human being has value, and it should be just it shouldn't be dependent upon how many good things they do in the world or what they're doing or their actions that they're taking because yeah if you're same thing if you're getting val if you're getting your validation from how many compliments you receive on facebook and how many things you know how much validation you're getting from other people then yeah if you go through a week or a month of no compliments or no nobody likes your posts does that mean you're gonna you're the source of that is gone if that makes sense so i'm really more about like getting people men and women to source their own validation to really be the source of the approval they're looking for and how do they do that in a practical way well how, well the one practical thing you know I just wrote about this recently is that like whatever you're feeling that you need approval from give it to yourself in that moment so if like oh I need you know I'm 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 wanting this woman to tell me that I'm a good man or I want her to you know be I want to feel sexy, so I need to have this woman give me her phone number so I can feel like I'm a sexy, masculine man. Okay, cool. Well, that's great if she does do that, but let's just start to tell yourself that. Give yourself that compliment or that acknowledgement now without needing someone else to give it to you. So that's just one practical way to do it. Like any, Anytime you find yourself craving validation from someone else or approval or whatever, acknowledge yourself you know, in a very simple and direct way without having to wait for it to come from outside. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, um, and another another question that I that I love to share with with my clients is is you know from a place of truly loving myself, what action would I take now? So it's not what's the best action to take, but it's like from a place of truly loving myself, what would that action be? Sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's something totally different. But I think the perspective of coming from that mindset is really important, first and foremost. Yeah, it is a literal uh, thing of doing what you love. Yeah, and and loving my and, and loving yourself may be setting a boundary, right? Loving yourself may be, you know what? Yeah, this woman wants to, you know, she, I was, my friend is asking me to help him move on Saturday. I've already booked, you know, a day off for myself to take care of myself. So loving yourself may be disappointing your friend that needs help on moving because you've already had this thing booked in advance, well in advance, and you want to honor your own self in that moment. So it really can, can, can show up in different ways, loving yourself. It doesn't have to always look like you know, sacrificing, oh, I need to be a good friend, so let me drop everything every time someone asks for something. So I think there's definitely something to be said there for that. Yeah, for sure. And then how might that show up in... Uh communication in in relationship for someone who's not used to that kind of thing where someone will take time for themselves because you know this in relationship these kind of conversations come up around having your individual time and then having your time together yeah 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 get that balance 
I think, well, part of it is, is, is just the ongoing communication around it. Like, you know, with my partner, Vanessa and I, we, you know, it's, there's no perfection. There's no like, Oh, I'm a, I teach this stuff to guys. And so that means I'm perfect in my own life. No, there's definitely, you know, periods and phases where like we are um, spending a lot of time together and, you know, I get, and then she goes away for a girl's weekend or I hang out with my buddies for a day and, and I come back resourced and nourished or I, doesn't even have to be with with friends, but it can just be like, hey, I'm going to go to the park and just read for a couple hours by myself, or I'm going to spend some day focusing on my business, you know. And and it's it's really keeping an eye on your emotional tank, and are you feeling nourished, and are you feeling depleted, you know? Is something giving? Am I feeling that I'm getting energy, or am I feel that I'm losing energy, whether it's an interaction or whether it's you know where you live or your job or whatever. Um, so I think. Part of that is having a shared context of how you view relationships. Because if you really, if if one person says, "Oh, when you're in a relationship and it's a healthy one, you should want to spend 24 hours a day with them," okay, well, that's one way to look at it. And another way to look at it is like, yeah, I think it's going to be an ebb and flow of like connection time with my partner. There's going to be a con- time for solitude from you know from from hanging out with no one. And with anyone, and then there's time for connection with other friends and people that I care about that are not my partner, that are not my family, but that also uh, help nourish me and help me resource myself and recharge, so I can come back to my relationship charged. So that's another way to look at it, right? And that's tend to the view that I tend to. But you have to have a shared context and a shared agreement. Like, okay, here's how. We, this is why all this kind of communication needs to happen in the first six months to a year and and more and on of a relationship so that you know that your partner's going to be on the same page. Cause if you're not on the same page, then that just creates illusions and fantasies of how things are going to just, you're not going to be on the same page and that's not going to help you. And, and, and that's where resentment comes in. That's where disappointment comes in. So it's, it's, I think it's also like sharing the reasons why, like if a guy is feeling stifled and really needs some alone time and he just kind of gets up and walks away without communicating why he's doing it, then the other, the partner may be slighted or they may not, they may, what's going on? Are you going out and not telling me where you're going? Why don't you just let me know why you're doing it? You know? So I think communication is, is in, and it's, it's really like, I know what Gary preaches it as well. It's self-awareness, self-awareness in relationship. But yeah, knowing you the need, awareness yeah. that you need this foundation of self-nourishment outside of that your partner even if you're single right now you, you need to have that foundation of nourishment yeah and i think it definitely applies to like when you have introverts and extroverts which you know a lot of times tend to attract each other right and so the introvert you know goes to a party with their partner and their partner is like having a great time and the introvert gets you know drained because they're around so many people so much stimulation and they need you know the next night or the next day to recharge but then the you know the partner wants to get they get energy from being around people so they want to go out again the next night and so if there's not a understanding if they don't even have an understanding of that dynamic within themselves then they're just going to judge their partner why are you such you're a party pooper why don't you want to go out to the party and the other person's going to be like well why are you so you know can't you just be by yourself and just enjoy you know a night to yourself and and hang out at home and connect um, why do you have to be always out and about? So that without that self-awareness, this is going to open up the door for, for judgment. Yeah, that's a very good point. And misunderstanding. So, yeah. It's a very good point. There's just so many layers of, of awareness and you can only keep... This is how we become more conscious as people. Is consciousness is self-awareness.
Yeah, and I think partnerships and friendships are, are a way or a door to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like seeing what you get triggered by in the other person is a great way for you to see what is going on in you, right? So like they're mirrors and, and, and to view it, that's why like the context of the relationship matters, I think, because cool, yeah, do you view relationship as a place for you and the, your partner to grow together? Or do you view it as a place where like, I'm going to do live my life, I'm going to live, you're going to live your life and we come together occasionally and have sex and have dinner and watch movies and that's it, you know, or is it like a, is, is, is it a, is it the relationship a container, a living, breathing organism, a container for you guys to mutually explore each other's worlds and, and move through this world learning about each other and growing individually and together is important. I think it's just a matter of just having that simple context. Yeah. Matt, it's a huge shift. Otherwise, it's just a simple kind of logistical partnership. We're together. We're married. We live together. We, we're activity partners, and that's it. And there's not much there, right? And so that's not a relationship that I want to have. No, I, I don't think it's yeah. the relationship most most of the listeners want to have. I certainly yeah. see relationship as a path. And uh, Coop Blackson, who we had on one of our first podcasts, I remember him saying like. Your partner is your whoever it is, is the perfect one to show you exactly where you are right now. And here's a quick clip of that from podcast five. I believe that the person you're with, for however long you're with them, is the perfect partner. That every single partner you attract is the perfect partner for you in that moment in time, and they reflect to you and show you yourself what you most need to see, what you most need to experience what you most need to integrate, what you've suppressed, what you most need to heal or learn or grow into within yourself. They are the perfect manifestation of your own consciousness, of your own self. They are a perfect mirror for you at that time. So you ultimately attract into relationship who you are. And also mm-hmm. Teal Swan said in our first podcast, and like they will show you where you are right now in your spiritual growth and where you totally. want to change yourself in respect to that. So you will always find yourself attracted, drawn together with a vibrational match to that mirror, which will serve as a platform for you to understand where you are currently and what you would like to change about where you are. So it actually gives rise to more desire. Let's say that you've got self-worth issues. The person who you're going to be attracted to most likely will exacerbate those self-worth issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This is sort of the story nobody wants to hear about vibrational matches and about attraction in general, is that you will be drawn together with the person who serves your expansion most. That means if you need to expand in terms of self-love, then the mate that you find is going to push you squarely into that necessity. So you need you get this feedback loop, and then you need some time alone to, to work out what's going on, and then you need the deep communication to go, oh, have responsibility of, okay, this happened to me, this... That's why I got triggered. Yeah, it's literally, it's literally that you know, being on the same page about the context is similar to you both are agreeing to show up at the basketball court and play the game of basketball mm-hmm. with the same rules that you're both are agreeing to play. Versus, if you don't have that, then one person is at the basketball court with their basketball ready to play the game of basketball, and the other person shows up with a tennis racket and. <laughs> And, and, and is complaining about you not playing, you know, not knowing what the hell's going on. And where if you just simply agreed that, hey, let's either both play tennis or let's both play basketball, you know, in the context of our relationship, and then there'll be a lot smoother sailing. 
you know, then if at a fundamental level, you both view relationships differently. So, and view your partner as, as, as differently as well. Um, do most guys come into you realize what they want in a relationship or are they just... I mean, part of it is, 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 I think, is, is getting clear on, on what they want. Because I think we get a lot of mixed messages on what a relationship is and isn't. You know, a man is supposed to, you know, a man are always going to cheat or men are always, you know, like this. We're biological creatures and we're always going to be all this kind of stuff or that a relationship, you know, we get the ideas from movies, right? Like, oh, it's like the sitcom husband, right? It's like the guy that's like overweight, you know, has a regular job and comes home and his wife kind of rules the house and rules the life and cracks jokes at him and, 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 and just kind of basically does whatever the wife wants. You know, that's kind of a the typical sitcom husband thing that we see in, in, in TV. And then and there's other examples where the guy's kind of like just a, a quote unquote alpha male and that just kind of tells the woman what to do. She does it and kind of rules the house and she has no input or say in anything. And so there's the opposite extreme. So and then everything in between. And so there's all types of just different, I think, unpeeling the layers of what's really just bullshit that we kind of picked up along the way and what's really what we truly want and i think that's kind of like the 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 pro a huge part of the process is peeling back like cool i get that that's what maybe your father was like or that's what your you know your family was like i think but let's let's really look at what really is 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 true and what do you want as as as, as an individual man as you know a guy that has free thought and free will and free choice how do you want to show up in this world? And what's going to, and maybe it is one of those things. Maybe you do prefer to just, maybe it feels more at ease for you. Chances are it's probably not, but if it is cool, if that is your choice, rock it. If it feels great to you. And again, that's where your own internal guidance and intuition are what's going to really create the, uh, the, the foundation of your choices. Yeah. And it's the same for women listening as well. I guess that they, yeah, this you know a lot of the stuff that I teach, you know, even I work with guys, it's it's also applies to women too, like you know the the their own ways of being and their own you know the skills and then, yeah, there's definitely the nuances that maybe and 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 experiences and metaphors that men get will get more easily. So that's why I kind of I prefer to teach from my own experience as a man. Um, but I think yeah, they, they apply to women as well. So, for sure. Yeah, in the respect of having this vision of an expanded uh, soul growth, realizing that your partner is going to be a, a reflection of what's going on inside of you and it's your chance to step up and be uh, the woman or man that you can be in, in relationship yeah, rather than, totally. like you say, watching uh, sitcoms or movies or even our parents that doesn't have to be the way that you've seen it all your life if you haven't seen a um, a good example of a relationship. Yeah, and that's part of it too. Is like we don't a lot of us don't have models of relationships that are thriving. You know, that are you know because like for me, longevity of a relationship is not is not success. It's a metric, sure. It's like yeah, if you've if you because you can you can be with somebody for forty fifty years and just be merely sitting on a wall of resentments and hiding it, either your resentments that you're aware of or not aware of and hiding them and putting on a happy face and just saying, oh, let's accept this. And you build up your tolerance of resentments and then what would you be together 50 years? And so you kind of have the inertia of, of that relationship. So that's, that, that's not what I want in my world, you know, for me and for anybody. 
so I think, you know, a relationship that is, that is continually thriving and learning from each other and growing and finding new edges to explore within each other, I think is the ideal way to have a relationship. And then there's different other ways. There's, and there's not, you can choose differently. But for me, it's like the clients that come to me and the guys that I, that I really want to help are the ones that want to view relationships at the different, in a different way than what's norm. So yeah, longevity is great. And I'm about longe- quality and quantity in a relationship. Yeah, and always learning and always growing, even if, because we'll always make, always make mistakes as yeah. humans, as long as we're yeah, learning and evolving. Yeah, your partner's not going to hurt you in, at any point. Moving, you know, oh, we're married now, so we, and we, you know, the, the one of the most bullshit quotes is like, oh, all you need is love, right, in a relationship. And yeah, it's a foundation for sure. But to think that that's all that there is, that, you know, that you're not going to have conflict, that you're not going to need some other things to help navigate the relationship. Because, you know, you can love somebody and have them be a really horrible match for you as a partner, you know? And so it can be a trap to think that, that oh, I love them. Yeah, there's a lot of people that, you know, I think I've loved, but they've never been, they've not been ideal matches for me in a relationship, right? So um, so it really, you got you to, like, zoom out and take a look at all the different areas of how the relationship actually works on a both energetic level. Like, do you, yeah, do you, is there a love for them? Yeah, cool. And how do they actually... How do you actually work in a day-to-day fashion, you know, on a practical level? Like, are your personality types, are your values, are your um, ways of viewing the relationship, ways of resolving conflict, the ways of, are they all, are they supporting the relationship and are they supporting you and your own growth? Jeffrey, where can people find out more about you? Yeah, uh, the best place is, you know, on Facebook. If you just type in Jeffrey Platts, um, you can type, look, find me there and follow me. I do most of my, my, my sharing and, and, and writing and videos and stuff on there, um, as well as my website, jeffreyplatts.com. I'm also on Instagram and under the same same name. So you can just follow me there. And, yeah, shoot me a message if you heard me on this podcast. You know, reach out and, and say hello. And, yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Sweet. And a reminder, again, he's in San Diego. I'm guessing you work with people across the world and locally. Yeah, I work, yeah. a lot of the stuff I do is, is, is virtual. So I work with clients from anywhere. So I can work with, you know, I've had clients from the UK, from Canada, from from all over. So it's not it's not just clients that are in LA and, and workshops and stuff. Though I do do, I'm starting to do a lot of, I'm starting to do some workshops here in San Diego as well. So there's a, there's that as well. So yeah, whether you're in, in here local in California or, or anywhere in the world, just reach out. Yeah, the internet is great for that. That's the beauty of technology, right? Yeah, we're lucky to be alive in this era. Yeah. So thank you, Jeffrey, for coming on. And yeah, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It's a great conversation and, and hopefully it, it, it helps at least one person and I'll know it. It'll, it'll have uh, been worth it. So yeah, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate, appreciate the connection and, and, and the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Did you know you can get all of our podcasts on our free podcast app? Head over to rawattractionpodcast.com to download the app now. For the world's most ecstatic love and sex podcasts, bonus videos, and exclusive articles, head to rawattractionpodcast.com to get the free app now.